before we jump to today's episode, I wanted to let you know that the Babashka workshop is happening on 17th of March. The early bird pricing is finishing on 13th. Uh, so if you want to grab a seat, uh, there's still a couple of places left. And there is also additional uh, link uh, with a coupon in the show notes uh, so you can uh, benefit for additional discount. Hope to see you at the workshop. Yeah. All right. So today we're talking to Raul. Hi, Raul. Hello. Thanks for having great. me. Yeah, great to have you on. Uh, you've been, uh, you've been, I, I, I remember, I think first time I, I saw your presentation on XTDB mm-hmm. at, I think it must have been Berlin meetup or something like this. Mm-hmm. It was recorded. And since then, I, I have to say it took me a really long time to invite you. Uh, mm-hmm. but since then I wanted to chat to you about different stuff. I know you're doing the, uh, SRE, mm-hmm. um, but like, yeah, maybe before we jump there, like who's Raul, like, what are you doing? Like mm-hmm. what's going on? Hey, so uh, I guess we could start with the the acronym there in the room, the SRE, I guess. So right, I yeah, sure. primarily uh, work as so site liability engineer. That's one yeah. of this one of these terms that get thrown around a lot nowadays. Right. Uh, and I guess everyone kind of gets tired of ops, and then people got tired of DevOps, and now we are we are overusing the term SRE right now to to probably mean the same thing. So uh, packing it all together, I'm fairly involved in the like the infrastructure spaces and things around uh, cloud and, and deployments and things like that. So I come from fairly a development background doing more and more and more code, but then at some point I got tired, like I wanna I wanna own the entire thing. I wanna be at the the substrate level and uh, and seeing the people work around me, like doesn't matter what they're doing there, they're always kind of getting stuck with the cloud at at some point or the other. And this seems to be like a common problem regardless of whatever you're doing. So so let me switch my head over to that that space a bit more. Uh, But I've been uh, following Clojure or I guess involved in some of these spaces, I guess since 2015, I wanna say, 2015, 2014 or 15, something like that. but then like that's what was like a missing link between infrastructure and closure so as far as i see a lot closureians love their loves their abstractions right. <laughs> and 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 a lot of people might not be able or willing or liking the fact that oh i have to deal with this 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 messy stuff so let's just like I, I don't want to care about all of these things anymore so i think that's where my interest peaked a lot like because i care a lot about infrastructure and yeah working more and more in these spaces, also loving the fact that Clojure gives you an elegant interface to all of it and the fact that right. it's not being used that much in this space. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's roll back a bit. So you mentioned you were a software developer before, like what, so in which languages did you double it? Uh, I guess I was more on the camp of, I guess this is me switching my head philosophically as well, like more in the camp of, oh, I need static types everywhere. Uh-huh. I need, uh, uh, that's the real way to deploy stuff and that gives you stability and stuff like that. Of course, this is before my, before I got hit by the Ritsiki train, I guess. I see. And then uh, going more in terms of, I guess, uh, fair amount of Go or or uh-huh. um, like on the JVM, maybe maybe like standard Java or Kotlin a bit, a bit of Scala mm-hmm. here and there. Right. So. So and, that was the thing, and then at some point I realized, like, okay, there is a point to closure. I mean, I should, I should literally, <laughs> literally, like, shut, 
parts of my head off and see what what people are trying to say and why is right. it the thing <laughs> right and what was the moment like what was the moment that you said like i need to try this i need to like open my mind for this primarily for the fact that why does it look so different from from the other languages just the just the idea that it's a lisp mm-hmm. i i guess never uh, took the dive deep enough into the whole like why lisps are lisps and then so so this is this is something that was quite alien to me but then at some point i think uh, i guess i was the first instance of change of thought happened with uh, our, the the talk called are we there yet from from Ritsuki and then of course simple made easy these two things i think they're, they're there in my head and they're, they're gonna be there in my head forever i guess right. and i think that's the first instance of change and then i thought like is there a tooling a language that imbibes all of these ideas so yeah so that's where i think i kind of tried to put my syntax weirdness out of my head and then right. see like this is this is the reason that's actually right. actually what it is <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, you know, talking to always a lot of people and they always brought up, br- bring up those uh, talks uh, by mm-hmm, Rich mm-hmm, and there's so mm-hmm. many of them. I wish uh, Rich uh, did more of those. I mean, I know it's very tiring, but, you know, he's such a good speaker, so uh, charismatic in mm-hmm. the way he delivers the stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish we would have like every year like a keynote by Rich to yeah. give us those, like those, you know. Uh, yeah. things to talk about like those talks and stuff I, I I think there is really a lot of those on the internet but it would be great to have more so well uh, the closure cons is around the corner so hopefully fingers right. crossed right, right. there is a closure con that's been announced I think it's on the, in April 2023 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can get the tickets yeah. um, I think it would be great um, to have Rich uh, give a mm. talk so mm. right uh, alright so let's uh, let's paddle back again mm. so and so how are you using like closure in uh, SRE role and like mm-hmm. how how is this uh, how is closure used in a day job right so uh, apart from my current job uh, i've been involved in the infrastructure closure space in terms of building tooling or platforms around closure uh, mm-hmm. or using closure rather so i spent some time in 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 uh, zalando that's an it's a company in berlin mm-hmm. so they uh, they they run at a scale at which, uh, or back then, it didn't make sense for existing CI/CD tooling to be to be built like off-the-shelf CI/CD tooling to be used. So they had this very unique problem, I'd say, to to build the tool from scratch mm-hmm. and this whole CI/CD platform completely in-house. Yeah. So so that uh, that was like my first foray into uh, like a, a closure that's running at a lower level that's supporting the rest of the platform top so that's where i got my interest and even before that i've been using closure in terms of building tooling that wraps around stuff that is more lower level like docker or aws and so one of the one of the libraries that i built and maintain is like i guess probably the only, primarily the only usable interface around docker so mm-hmm. so you, this thing or right now it even supports things like podman so if you heard of Podman, it's this other container runtime from from Red Hat. So, so this this library is called Containers. Containers with a J there. Hopefully, I got the. It's 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 a horrible thing to search on Google. I It'll see. always autocorrect you to some. I could do better with the naming, but 
yeah a lot of people have pointed out like uh, naming a library is, is probably the hardest part of writing the library <laughs> right, right. Uh, the so think software development yeah. yeah yeah so yeah I, I i go around things like this which uh, generally are hidden behind uh, i mean i i also look at the fact that at some point you have to treat go talk to the real world pure functions are nice but then can i build something around like real infrastructure real moving parts and these these things being more data driven rather than api driven so that's where closure came in uh-huh. and this library that i built that gives you like a very data driven interface to docker or podman and then you can even like hook it up to your repl you can hook docker up to your repl <laughs> that's right. a very very nice experience there so this is abstraction over the uh, containers if you will yeah so container runtime which is could be the docker podman and hopefully there's something new coming up and i think i did like a fair like a full on rewrite of something that was built before just for docker uh-huh. but now it's in a shape that you can extend it to support newer newer engines as well and so yeah. how would i use that how would i use this like what are the use cases for such tooling so primarily uh, deployment or container orchestrations so if you if you can imagine use cases like uh, i have my i have this docker app uh, i have this closure app and i could i could build and deploy and build like, uh, multiple instances of it so so you could build something similar to docker compose if you will but if you have like a more custom um, need so i have this this setup that that uh, that is not supported by the usual runtimes that's not supported by the usual tooling so if i want a script around it and i want to uh, make make sure of the fact that okay here is my very custom thing that could run uh, so i could use this library to either from the standard closure jvm or even babaska as well so this library is also compatible with babaska mm-hmm. so you could just say like here is the thing deployed there there have a look at it what's happening i see so so as you can imagine like a uh, lot of these things that i deal with aren't necessarily the thing that people deal with a lot in the d- daily lives because they want to be abstracted from these things right so mm-hmm. but my <laughs> job or interest that kind of lies in this lower level parts and i think that's what kind of captures the essence of the infrastructure engineer like i guess i see myself more as uh, someone who who's if he, if i've done my job well you'll never hear from me I right. don't exist. <laughs> so I only exist when there's something wrong. <laughs> so, I see. So that's the I guess the, the 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 way that I look at it or 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 could be looked at. Yeah. I see. So this is one of the libraries you're working on. Uh, mm-hmm. the other thing that uh, struck my eye was also the uh, the Bob uh, mm-hmm. library or is it a library or is it more like a platform how would you de- how would you describe this? Yeah, so it's it's a complete platform, and I'd also kind of remark that it's not just for Closure users. So mm-hmm. the fact that it's built in Closure, or the fact that it's um, completely <laughs> driven by the similar design decisions that that made Closure or or Emacs, I guess. So it's a platform that uh, takes a lot of my ideas, a lot of my experiences that I've been. seeing in a lot of day, uh, like jobs that i've been to or people that i've interacted with or tools that i've used so it tries to capture all of these things into a place where um 
it's not a problem that everyone else faces. So uh, as an example that I could say is Bob tries to get out of your way and 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 be like this moldable or flexible substrate. And, and you only talk in terms of this yeah. this generic terms and you compose it together like you do Emacs plugins, Vim plugins. I see. So, so let's talk yeah. about like what, like what kind of platform Bob is. Right. So in, in essence, Bob, you can think of Bob as, uh, I guess, pipelines all the way down, turtles all the way down. So mm -hmm. it, it just gives you this bare minimum thing, like a pipeline or a resource or an artifact. And... Mm -hmm the way you put it together is the way you solve your problem. It doesn't say like, this is how the flow should look like. This is how that should look like. That's your problem. Okay. So it gives you this very flexible, simple substrate with some building blocks. So the caveat here being there's some assembly required. It's like you went to Ikea to buy a table, but then right. you got the smaller bits. I see. So, so I think it, it kind of, embraces the same idea as the closure core namespace like i'm going to give you this bazillions of tiny functions right and you put it together <laughs> right <coughs> so how about we grab like one example and just try to run through it mm -hmm. with bob so right. let's imagine i have like a web application mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how would i how would i use bob with my web app so i'm thinking about like backend uh, mm -hmm. application mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. uh, or on jvm mm -hmm. And then having maybe some JavaScript uh, build with ShadowSealJS, right? And like, how would I how would I use Bob mm -hmm. for this kind of like how where would Bob help me to deploy this? Right. So uh, first and foremost, like you have to kind of uh, like run Bob somewhere. So out of the box, it kind of comes uh, supported for like something like Kubernetes or or AWS runtime. So you you given that you've deployed Bob already somewhere. Okay. So you could so I'm define. Taking, yeah, I'm taking the pop. I'm adding this to my Deb Seeden. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what happens next? Now, so so Bob is a standalone platform. Like so, it's it doesn't work as a library like Deb Like you could add it to a dependency or something like that. Okay. So if you're familiar with something called Riemann, it's one of the stream processing libraries in Clojure. Okay. So it's uh, it's like a standard, like like Datomic, right? So Datomic isn't a library; it's like a full system on right. its own. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. so Bob is something like that. So you deploy Bob on AWS, for example. So, and uh, Bob has its API endpoint, right? So so you could you could like create pipelines, start jobs, or get some artifacts out, right? So given a, like a simple deployment process, so I'd say like, what is my resource here? So we, we try to break your requirements down into the primitives that Bob's give you. Mm -hmm. And then you just compose the primitives together, right? So what is my uh, resource here is probably your source code and Git, right? Uh -huh. yeah. So you say that I, so you can use a resource provider. That's a thing that Bob's gives you. So you said that I wanna use this resource provider to get some stuff from GitHub. Yeah, and then I write a pipeline which uses this resource. Right? Uh -huh. so, so I said that here's a pipeline which needs a resource called backend source, for example. Right. Or, yeah. Or here is a pipeline which uses a resource called the frontend source. Uh -huh. So, and then you write all your steps in the pipeline. The thing that Bob does well, I would say, is provide you isolation, or or the fact that you don't have to install much things. So you say that I just want to use Clojure, so you could use the pipeline using the closure base Docker image. 
right? So you don't have to install Clojure, you don't have to install JVM, anything. Uh-huh. So you just say like, here is a pipeline based off the Clojure Docker image, yeah. or Clojure script Docker image, if you want to have like something like NPM there as well. Mm-hmm. So you define pipelines with some resources, and at the end, you define an artifact which says, here is my jar, or here is my zip. I guess w- the one thing you could do is deploy your backend to uh, to, a do- to a container registry, for example. Right? So you said that at the end, somewhere in the pipeline, you said that build my image, deploy it to this registry. Yeah. Or for your front end, you could say, build my zip and deploy it to something like CloudFront or some CDN. Yeah. So, so the idea have, is you yeah. only build with this small primitives right. rather than... And yeah. how would you build those pipelines itself? Like, is this, like you see, you mentioned it has a, like an API, but what mm-hmm. kind of yeah. API is this? Like web API, is it some kind of wrapped in, uh, is it is SDK or? So this is a standard REST API, and this is mm-hmm. where I guess I <laughs> uh, kind of grapple with the idea, like what's the most common data-driven interface that I can expose from Bob so that others, first of all, don't care about what language this thing is written in. Right. And also the fact that uh, I can purely talk in terms of data, right? So I say that here is a pipeline. Pipeline is just like a schema of JSON. So it's yeah. a, Bob has its own schema. And then you say that these are my steps. This is my base image. These are my resources. These are my artifacts. Uh-huh. So you have this bunch of steps as pipelines, and you can even like compose pipelines together. Mm-hmm. That part needs to run before and this part. So it even doesn't say that what to run in parallel. It's how you call the API. Uh So you can call the thing in parallel three times, it's gonna run it in parallel. So so Bob tries to get out of your way in how your orchestration is supposed to look like. I see. So it's this raw API, data-driven API, Uh and then you build around it. So so if you think about it, Bob is more like a platform for your orchestration. I don't even wanna call it like a CI tooling because it can go more than that. You can even... So we have seen some users of Bob that uh, like some very out of out of the ordinary machine learning tools. So ML for CD for ML, like continuous delivery for machine learning, that is yeah. quite a hard problem to solve. Yeah. Because a lot of their orchestration flows are not about just steps. They're like, okay, this model needs to t- like like learn 70 times, has to fail 40 times. I see. <laughs> So this weird scenario. So these can be encoded really well in Bob. So you just say that happens, this happens, call that. So Bob's give you this whole programming interface via REST. Mm-hmm. So you do whatever you have to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so do you know like if any companies are using Bob? Like, did you get any feedback? Like, what's uh, the? I would say I would preface this thing with like. The only marketing I've done about Bob is just talk about it during uh, the one of the last closure days. And yeah. given the fact that this is uh, this is more like a uh, me trying to address my pain points for others and making it easier for others, so I haven't seen it much in a commercial setting yet, rather than some experimental use and people who have like unorthodox stuff. But given that there is a recent push towards a couple of people who have been mentioning this on Hacker News. I have, I didn't even know that this was on Hacker News. <laughs> I see. So, uh, so I think I need to get a bit more serious about marketing this in a way that this is this is meant for commercial use, this is ready. 
right. and and at, there's some sporadic use from people who who want to try it out for machine learning and yeah. and uh, things that they can can be expressed in the usual CI/CD tooling. <laughs> so, yeah. And yeah. are you using this at work in any way? Uh, not in my current place, but my previous uh, places where I've been uh, involved in. So it got it got some use in uh, these these things again, like especially training stuff that is uh, that has this fancy orchestration that does these things like this. Right. But again, I need to market it. But <laughs> I I never found like the I guess the personal uh, or, or how do I say it? Like probably the way is. I see this as a, as as a solution to my pains that me as an infrastructure person have been dealing with, and like yeah. here is a thing that solves your pains, but I'm also not in a position to force it down your throat. Right. So, it's 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 in a place that yeah I have to probably like shift my mind of how I look at it at some point. I see. <laughs> uh, would there be anything else like regarding Bob that we should like talk about the mention? Do you feel like there is uh, maybe uh, well, as you talk about, you didn't do a lot of marketing around it. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like people get the idea of Bob? Uh, uh, the documentation could use some love a bit more, and especially people who... I think I've done like a fair amount of it, and if there's uh, someone who wants to try it out from uh, from the pain points that I mentioned, like if you're feeling like you can't express your, your builds or orchestration in the usual tooling, try this out. Yeah. The other bit, I really need some help on <laughs> writing a, a user interface for it. I don't see myself much as a as as a, as, as a front end developer. More from the fact that I have trouble like visualizing what's a good front end or or how does an intuitive UI look like. So yeah. this is probably one of the oldest outstanding issues on the Bob issue track. <laughs> so a lot of people have been uh, looking at it and then. Saying oh, this is this is way too wide, so because because Bob itself doesn't give you an opinions on how a pipeline should look like, so how do you design a UI for a thing that has no opinion? So I see. So that's, if if something wants to uh, someone wants to come up with an idea, that's that will be really helpful because I'm completely out of. <laughs> I see. So Bob is not only like this uh, REST API thing; there is also an UI element where people can do some things? Uh, not yet. I would love to have it. But the only UI, if you want to call it, it's probably like a command line interface. Uh -huh. But yeah. uh, I've, I've been able to like mold the command line interface to react to changes inside Bob automatically so, I, so that I don't have to like change it again and again. So that's probably an example of like, because Bob is data driven, so anything around it can also change when Bob changes. So, I see. so that's the idea here. But UI... I think is probably my biggest nemesis here. <laughs> cool. Um, what else should we talk about? Like, where where should we go? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess the, these are the kind of things that uh, uh, probably got me into into Bavaska in the first place. I suppose, right? Like being involved in these. Uh, these kind of tooling and these kind of backends and stuff like this, and then so right. uh, I guess that's where I I ran into the fact that there is a there is actually a, a, a scripting environment that I can actually use. I've been using this other stuff like Closure Closure Script or or even Joker. Right. Yeah. But then at some point, 
okay, uh, I, I, I know Bordeaux, Bordeaux makes cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then there's this thing called Bavarska. So I, I think I first saw it uh, fairly close to when it was launched, or, or at, at least the repo was created uh, somewhere around uh, 2019, I want to say, or 18, I want to say. Uh-huh. But like fun fact, if you scroll all the way down to the first commit of Bavaska, you're going to see this, this, I don't know, 12, 13 line implementation of an interpreter. Uh-huh. So, so that, that itself kind of works. And it's, it's like a fascinating history of what Bavaska was and what it became <laughs> below. So the very first commit, it's literally called the initial commit. That's, uh-huh. that's a nice, interesting part of Bavaska there. <laughs> and it's right. totally so not what it is right now. <laughs> Let's talk about Babashka because I yeah. feel like there's a lot of people in the community that like swear by it. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is like, we're using it and it's fantastic. Yeah. The second part is like, you know what? We still can handle like patch scripts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how, how can we like explain like when is the moment where you feel like, yeah, I really need Babashka versus whatever other tooling or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. CMake, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The make file you're mm-hmm. using. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Like, what's the selling point of Babashka? So the way I see it is you are uh, a person who primarily does write uh, Clojure or, uh-huh. or or are in that zone that I'm, I've been using Clojure and now I have to deal with a bunch of things that is not as nice as Clojure. Yeah. So, so that kind of translates into scripting and, and things that are generally like out of the usual Clojure space. So that's like one one set of people who could use it. The the other set of people that I think about is you have been kind of desensitized to the fact that how uh, imperative or how dirty the the, the command line feels, mm-hmm. and like this is this I know bash sucks, but then, but then this is the only way to do things, and I'm gonna right. do it with it. I'm gonna just like I don't know bite the bullet here, and this is right. this is my life. So uh-huh. you've been doing it for so long that you don't you don't even try to see like is there anything better out there? Uh-huh. <laughs> is there is there something that improves this whole process? So so I feel like if I come if I come in from the closure perspective and and try to apply my closure brain to scripting and not the other way around. Uh-huh. So I think that's what Bobaska manifests as. So so if you are you expect a certain amount of ease of use you expect the live REPL development you expect the fast startup you expect the fact that it's a single binary and you can just yeah. throw it at some place and it'll just run uh-huh. so these kind of things uh, culminate into what Babashka is and if you if you have been writing a lot of closure and then now you can just keep on continue to using that part of your brain into uh-huh. deployments into scripting into something like Babashka tasks I think that's what you were mentioning as as the the make file replacement. So right. So I think Babasha com, comes with that scripting spirit of being being batteries included. So normally, if you use closure, so you see like more often than not, you need to reach out for a library, you have to add it to your depth seeding, and then you said like install this thing, build this right. thing around it, like something like parsing closure or making an HTTP call. So Babasha comes with all of this inbuilt. So you expect that here is a script, here is my Baraska binary, and it runs. So right. I don't have to like worry much about uh, what's happening, what things are there. Yeah. Right. So I think so, that that's how Baraska could be described, I guess. 
Right, it comes in with uh, a lot of different uh, libraries, if you will, included. Yep, yep. And then, yeah. Um, so that's the thing, actually... like that, that just enables this tiny self-contained script. Right. So what's the process actually for adding anything to the core of Babashka, if you will? Like how, 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 what's the process for picking up libraries that right. are included? So I guess the, the, uh, uh, I mean, when you say uh, libraries that are included already, how to use them or how do I add a new one? Yeah, if there is a library that I would need to add to Babashka that is not included there, and uh -huh, like, uh -huh. is there right. any is there any also place maybe to request? Can right. we add right. this to the core or mm -hmm. like what's right. the process? So uh, I guess the 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 first and foremost thing that uh, we could always do is like start a discussion on uh, on the 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 Babashka. Uh, uh, Babashka channel, I want to call it on, on Slack. On the Slack, right? They are called channels, right? I always forget it's a channel or a topic or yeah, a channel. Yeah. Babashka channel on 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 the closure in Slack. So that's I think would be like the fastest feedback loop. So you, you have an idea that you want to add. Um, I don't know. Like one of the things that we always kind of try to do with Babashka is like, can, can it be good at machine learning things? Like can it? Mm -hmm. So we not only want to like kind of step on Bash, but also sometimes on Python as well. <laughs> so because Python has this massive thing going on. So you you come up with a library which does, let's say, matrix multiplications really fast or, or, or image processing really fast. So these are nice to have things for Vavaska, right? So so you say that like how how do I get it running? So if you just start a discussion there more often than not, Borg dude is omnipotent, omnipresent. <laughs> he will he will probably reach to you faster than anyone else. <laughs> so, um, so you say like these are the reasons, and I guess the thing that we try to keep in mind in Babaska is we don't want to like bloat up the binary size too much. So every every new library that you add adds on to the size of the binary because that's how yeah. that's how GraalVM compiles. So I guess. I could do like a quick thing on GraalVM that might help others who, who are, who might be a bit hazy about like what what has GraalVM got to do with this. So yeah. essentially, whenever you add uh, something, so what what GraalVM is is a compiler from or the GraalVM native image is a compiler from Java bytecodes, and ahead of time compiler from that to native code, right? So. And it needs to know everything that you're going to use or possibly will be using, right? So if you add anything, even if you don't call parts of it, uh -huh. you need to uh, compile all of that into native code, right? So if you add a library, it's going to be more bytecodes. It's going to increase the size. Right. So which kind of directly translates into slower download times or bigger compilation processes Makes or sense. even like longer CI times as well, right? So, so if you do that, so we, we ideally would like to avoid it and, and try to get it around it. So if we say there is a big use case for this because of reasons that this helps me out in scripting, this helps the community out in some way, there yeah. is this very strong use case to be included this in the Babaska runtime or the binary itself. So we will definitely consider it. And, right. But the thing being, We'd also want to be aware of this other stuff. Can right. this be run from source directly? Because Babashka can also use libraries which are compatible from source. Uh -huh. There is a huge list of libraries that Babashka can run from source. Or the idea of this thing called pods, like 
POD pod. Right. So so that's that's Babashka's mechanism of extending itself externally. We say that here is a thing that Babashka can't run. Uh-huh. So the best example here is SQLite, SQLite. Uh-huh. So that's that is essentially a wrapper around native code. Uh, Java wrapper. That's how we use it. SQLite on the JVM, right? So, yeah. Because Babasha can't do native calls directly like the JVM. Uh-huh. So we, we have a pod that supports SQLite. So that's one more way of extension without including it into, mm-hmm. into Babasha. So Babasha defines its way of talking to this thing over over a network or a standard I.O. Right. So you could, there's, there's a lot of possibilities. I guess mm-hmm. the first bit is let's start talking on the on, on Slack. Yeah, and then right. at some point probably we could just create an issue or a discussion on on GitHub as well. Right. So I would recommend Slack is like the fastest feedback route. Right. So Thank you're you. also co-maintainer of the Babashka library. Yeah. So and how did that start? It? How did you uh, how did yeah. you get access to like be a, being a maintainer and like what's the process normally for that? Right. Uh, I I am not quite sure like what goes on in Bordeaux's domain, but then I guess. <laughs> Uh, I guess the way I see it from my side is uh, me being a person who is able to, or not able, but wanting to take in parts of the Babasha's code base, which is less elegant. I guess this kind of calls back into this whole infrastructure mindset. Uh, because if you see Babasha, it's a fun thing to use. It's a, it's a really great or, or simple tooling to install and run. But then it has its fair amount of monsters in the source code, and this part of the source code is not the not the interpreter part, but the thing that happens after Bravasca is compiled. It get uh-huh. it gets deployed. It gets packaged into different runtimes. It has to deal with things like what's what kind of operating system it's running on because it's a native image now. Right. So right now you <laughs> you're kind of out of your the the JVM comfort zone. You're, you're not in that right once run anywhere mode. So so these these are the places that I got interested in. Like I could I could look into these things. I could uh, I could see how the, the whole continuous integration, continuous delivery works on Bobashka. Uh-huh. So right from the first commit and all the way up till that. So I think I at some point I started collaborating with Bird Dude there and they're like this is this is a thing that I think should work. This is a thing that um, preserves the backwards compatibility more and more. I think that that is like a synergy point, I guess, between between me and Borg Dude there, because we both of us care a lot about like not breaking backwards compatibility. Right. And how do you take this backwards compatibility down all the way down to the to the to the OS itself? Okay. So not just being in closure, right? So so I think that's where we started talking and given enough comments. <laughs> and and enough uh, I guess back and forth and things like this and I think I was also like fairly involved in designing the 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 Babashka pod mechanism there as well. Okay. So how does something um, talk to Babashka which is not in Babashka? So yeah. so there was like a fair amount of conversations there, a lot of lot of lot of insights into how Bird Dude's head works. <laughs> and yeah, at, at, I guess at some point there was like the the um, the organization Babasha got created uh-huh. and then he's like okay here is your part of your stuff which you deal with primarily here is my stuff I see 
and and of course his stuff is like the I don't know the 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 majority of the things. But yeah. then I, I I sort of deal with like the lower level these kind of things. So so I think at some point Bird Dude's trust level flipped, and then he's like, this is fine. We have been uh, talking, fighting, quarreling enough to to trust each other. Now. Right. <laughs> and then. And then I guess uh, at some point he's happy enough to like hand parts of it over. So at at this point, um, I think he he trusts uh, folks well enough to just like go by their judgments. And so we uh, I, one of my favorite pull requests on Babashka is this thing when I or, or also it kind of shows the 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 reason Babashka needs to exist because no one can read Bash. Uh-huh. So there's this uh, there was this. Uh, attempt to change most of the bash code that we use inside Babashka because Babashka needs to boot stuff itself at some point, right? So, right, right, right. so it has its own amount of bash <laughs> weight. Uh, so I was pushing for like, let's get rid of this bash thing and then uh, let's do Babashka's Docker build in Babashka itself. So this is kind of a fun problem. So right. so the way Babashka builds itself is it, it assumes that uh, an older version exists before, and then it downloads an older version of itself. Yeah. And then it runs through the rest of the code using that older version. So it produces a newer Babaska, and then at the end there is a bit of scripts that is that is executed by the new Babaska. Right. So right, right, right. it's all closure all the way down. It's it's executing itself at some point, right? So of course I missed out this small tilde in one of the bash scripts, which meant. Um, instead of the string contains, it became string equals. Mm-hmm. So what what that effect is, uh, the certain Docker images stopped building completely. And, and this got pushed onto master, got released. Half of the, half of the CI pipelines broke at some point. So this was also a testament of how many people actually use Vivashka because we got the first report in, like, I don't know, 10 minutes of pushing the thing. Uh-huh. Like my CI doesn't work anymore. What's wrong? <laughs> so, so, so this was like a both like a scary thing as well as a happy thing that a lot of people use Bumask. <laughs> so, so, but I guess that's also was uh, a bit of a uh, how do you say uh, faith testing thing. But do uh-huh. trust you enough to merge these things? But then, then again, like Bordud was 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 uh, happy enough to uh, let's let's make a note of it like this is how the this is where we made the mistake and then let's see how how much can we more catch uh, catch these things even faster so i think that's a big testament to him uh, having a lot of faith in someone else right <laughs> and saying that this person can do a job but it's sure i can mess up every once in a while but it's fine <laughs> yeah sure we all do so yeah acceptable yeah yeah um so how about any other like projects from, if you will, the Borg ecosystem? Right. So so I would say it, I was involved in uh, in a similar capacity in, in a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the way I see it is uh, Borg Dude has kind of saying that, okay, you deal with this lower level things completely while I'll go build more f- fancier things on top. I see. So uh, you just say like, that's it. And then like CLZ Kondo, for example, or, or there's this other repository uh, organization called CLZ EZ. So which kind of helps in 
smoothening of the Graal VM processes and how do you compile stuff, right? So all of these things, I think I got involved at the the the, the lower level stages, and I'd say I don't want to consider maintainers everywhere, even though like I, I might have like maintainer access, but I I truly like resonate with like Babaska the most, I guess, because because that's what I've been using in my day job and and as I guess it's it's an essential part of my flow and the way I see it is the only way that I can truly um, call myself maintainer is when I've been using like every part of it as much as possible like uh-huh. run the master builds or even compile from source whenever possible. Right. I see. Right. Um. Cool, man. Uh, and also talking about Babashka, uh, mm-hmm. you're going to run one of the workshops at Closure Stream. Right. Uh, right. And I think, you know, I talked to Borgtun about this and then mm-hmm. you came on the stage and it's like, mm-hmm. decided, okay, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you, why do you even want to teach uh, Babashka or Closure? Like, um, I guess the, the biggest joy that I get from, uh, introducing these things to people is like uh, them realizing there is a better way there is uh there is a thing that relieves my pain a lot this is not what i've been i think this is uh again connecting back to what i was saying sometime back is a lot of people are kind of desensitized to the fact that how how weird these these things are or 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 this is pretty much the only way so i've been running a bunch of things in both my companies, some workshops, and few talks online as well. Like I, I did this one thing with uh, with a with a Red Hat uh, users uh, users group up in North Virginia, and then uh-huh. it was no one of no one there probably would have heard of Closure there, but they were all like fairly experienced script uh, people, Python people, Linux kernel people, but they were all blown away by the fact that I can write scripts with this this REPL-driven development approach with uh-huh. this live interactive thing. I can explore what's going on. So right. all of them had that <laughs> had that outlook of, okay, I have been doing things in such a weird way. Yeah. And and here is a different uh, way of looking at things. Sure, it's it's unfamiliar. It's it's not easy, but it's simple, I guess. Right. But uh, I that that gives me a lot of joy like i have alleviated someone else's pain i have uh, made life simpler for them yeah. and uh, that's one aspect of it the other bit is like if you and especially to to people who are new to the industry who haven't programmed much so if you if you see these aspects of uh aspects of programming which is slightly different from the norm but they have uh I don't know, almost 70, 80 years of research behind them and yeah. why these things matter. Why don't you just have to, I also, uh, I also see the, the point of me coming from a privileged background saying that, okay, I, you don't have to matter about, uh, you don't have to care about how the usual job market looks like. You could, you could see the, see the other way of doing things. And I see that as me having enough privilege to, to be able to say that, but I also see like a lot of people who want to get a job and get things done. So, right. So that's why I, I, I kind of see closure more as, as a as a enabler for better thought, better design, better uh, being a better programmer in general. Yeah. So I teach with the intention that doesn't matter what what you're using, 
if you take these ideas and and apply to the tooling that you're using, you're going to be a much yeah. better uh, programmer in general. And so I, I I keep on using the closure ideas in Python, Go, or wherever I'm writing. So uh -huh. so that's the intention that I see myself doing more, and hopefully with the <laughs> Uh, spreading more and more words around it, so sure. I think that that yeah. that should be. And Babaska kind of fits in well with all of this because right. a lot of my peers, a lot of my um, the 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 kind of circles that I'm involved in, they are primarily in the lower levels, and then they they have a thing against the JVM. I I can't explain it <laughs> what right. what exactly that thing is. Like, as soon as they hear the JVM, they're like, ah, right. this is too slow. This is too fat. Right. But I I'd say like. Here is an alternative. Here is a thing that has solved the problem. Right. You don't have to worry about these these RAM and lower level problems anymore. So if someone is interested in the workshop, what are we going to cover in the workshop? The thing that I'm primarily looking at it is, is, is a way of how to practically include uh, include Bobaska into your workflow. So again, like the like the uh, target audience there is someone who's experiencing closure and or who's primarily involved in like day-to-day -day scripting, day-to-day -day, uh, activities like deployments, orchestration, things like that. Mm -hmm. And people who are used to closure, they can get, they still get to use closure all the way down. And people who haven't used closure or been using in Python or Go, they can get a much better experience in writing scripts. I think that's my the way that I want to approach this thing. And given all of that, I, I don't want to like spend too much time on like why the West closure and right. sure that that there's enough people to talk about it. And I think that has been sold quite well. And, mm -hmm. and I don't think I can do any better there. But right. the fact that I am doing a thing like like building something that runs as a cron job that runs that runs in a Lambda that that runs like a small enough server. So how do I get to build one of these things? And so the way that I'm thinking about it is I'm going to start with the project there and yeah. I'm going to like keep that project going throughout the entire workshop. Uh -huh. So we we try to be building either either something that looks at stock prices, that looks at weathers, that looks at something that keeps on running on the background and then does something useful. Uh -huh. And we're going to be building that while learning about Babaska, like parts of Babaska, like why why certain things are the way they are and what's the mm -hmm. rationale behind it and how do you use something like pods how do you use something like a different library when do you even choose to uh, choose one over the other and how do you what are some of the caveats that you should be knowing when using Babashka? how does it differ from from the jvm closure yeah. yes yeah and all of this is kind of prefaced by the fact that let's get our editor set up right we're going to be rappelling through the entire thing right and I think, like in the true spirit of closure, <laughs> right. So, so if I join the workshop, like, what's the target audience? Like, who's the person? Who's the ideal candidate joining this workshop? Uh, I believe they would be more from from the closure background, yes. But they are quite frustrated with the fact that I have to write this tool, write these things that in things that don't give me much joy, like like Go or Python. <laughs> Uh -huh. Or the fact that I just have to like mutate variables all the places, and I have no idea how to read this bash file. Right. So I I love closure. I I wish it's there everywhere, but then I have to deal with this other stuff. So right. how do I continue to keep on using closure, right. and so keep on doing my thing, and and be even more productive than 
you don't have to hate that that I don't know, couple of hours of your nine to five work. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yeah. person familiar with closure uh, that is uh, willing to sort of replace their parts that they don't like so much, like you mentioned Python mm -hmm. or Go mm -hmm. or Bash script mm -hmm. with closure. Mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. like understanding also the Babashka ecosystem right. and how to really use this tool effect effectively. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Will, there, will there be anything else regarding the workshop? Would that be a half-day workshop? I Yeah, I'm targeting it to be a half-day thing, maybe, I don't know, five hours, close to that, four to five hours. And yeah. uh, But the, at the end, I have... Um, if time permits, there is this whole thing that I have planned for how to contribute to Babaska, how to hack Babaska itself, if yeah. people are up for it. But that's 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 completely um, on the table. On the on the table, and if someone someone wants for it, then it's it's a, it's a thing. It's it's a part of my journey. I would say I would want to share there as well. Like, how do you understand how Babaska itself works? Right. <laughs> so, right. Right, and this is like, uh, of course, uh, one of the workshops that I've been working on with some other community members, and mm -hmm. this is all at closure.stream slash workshops slash babashka. Mm -hmm. uh, cool. Uh, okay. Would there be anything else uh, that will be worth talking about? Yeah, I think that 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 covers fairly a lot of lot of things that I'm I'm, I'm uh, interested in and, and and going to the things. But the the thing that I want to shout it out to other folks is, um, babashka is is a thing that you should be trying out more and more. And if you haven't tried it out, and the other bit is, I'd, I'd love to have some more uh, like contributions on that, the other side of Babaska, the, the lower level stuff. So so how does Babaska is built? How does, uh, how does it get compiled? How does it get packaged? So these are some of the, I want to say the less nice parts uh -huh. of the thing. But uh, why I'm making this shout out is, because this is one of the trickier parts uh -huh. and there is a lot of moving things going on. Like recently we had a, we had a problem where a thing inside the, the Linux, uh, the Linux system that we shipped with, like for example, Ubuntu, uh, Ubuntu or even Debian. So they, they updated this thing inside their kernel. So Babaska or we find, we noticed this problem in CLZ Condo and later in, in Closure LSP as well. Uh -huh. So this is a thing that's changing under the covers and we have no way of noticing like what's going on. So if there's more people who are interested in this and people who especially have experiences around doing better native builds, doing better native, uh -huh. uh, like continuous delivery things around these things, I'll be more than happy to. And I, I <laughs> Borg dude will be more than happy to have, have all of you in board and then right. like, that'll be a great great way to collaborate, have more eyes on these problems. Right. So that's yeah, and as you heard, there is a channel on Clojurians, uh, there is a GitHub organization, uh, Babashka, so if you want to get involved, uh, I think the pathways are pretty established and straightforward, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds great, man. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time, mm -hmm. talking about all the things. Yeah. And yeah, I look forward to the workshop, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it as well, and hopefully I can, I can do a good job about it and get more people into it. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it will yeah. be good. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me.